If this episode triggers anything for you, Lifeline is a 24-hour support service. They can be contacted on 13 11 14. Bushfooty Legends is presented by the WA Country Football League in partnership with Healthway, promoting the Think Mental Health message. 2020 impacted country football in a year like no other. The COVID-19 pandemic led to 10 of the 25 country leagues not playing. This led to a research project by the University of WA's Young Lives Matter initiative in partnership with the WA Country Football League. Two of the men who are involved in this are thankfully joining me on the podcast today. And they are, of course, the Professor Sean Hood of the Young Lives Matter Research Leadership Team. Sean, hopefully I've got that correct. Um, It was a research project in itself, making sure I get your title right. Please correct me if that's not the case. Yeah, that's all right. I'm a professor at University of WA and also a practicing um, academic psychiatrist at Charles Gardner Hospital. So that's great. So we've got plenty of expertise. And also on the podcast today, the latest episode of Bush Footy Legends, I've got the WA Football Commission Executive Manager of Country Football, Tom Bottrell. Tom, welcome to you as well. Thanks, Tim. So the survey, um, of course, which started last year, the COVID-19 pandemic, as I mentioned, impacted country football um, in a year like no other. Um, 500 footballers were surveyed um, and it resulted in the Get Around Me report. Sean, can you just give us a bit of background on, firstly, what Young Lives Matter is and and your role here and and what the sort of research revealed? Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Um, Young Lives Matter or UWA Young Lives Matter is a charity that we established a couple of years ago to try to deal with really tough problems in mental health. And of course, one of the toughest ones of these is actually predicting and uh, working out how to uh, avoid a suicide, particularly in our youth, which is a, a problem across the world, but particularly a, a big problem these days in, in young people. Um, so we, we've been doing research, innovative research in that area for a while. Also, our, our board that runs the Young Lives Matter Foundation has a particularly strong football focus um just i think by chance we've got wayne martin who's on our board who's the obviously the chair of the wa footy commission we've got helen milroy who's the afl's first indigenous commissioner uh, ron edwards honorable ron edwards is the set that was involved in setting up the polypharma foundation that many of your listeners will be aware of and rod moore who's the eagles uh, foundation club doctor so we have a strong footy focus and probably not a um, a chance that we were approached by uh, joe georgiades from the wa country football league at that time to answer a problem that he had, which was uh, with the COVID, as you mentioned in the introduction, uh, about half the country football uh, clubs in the league last year were expected not to be able to field teams uh, as a result of that, and roughly half were. And, and Joe came to us with an idea, which was, well, he had a belief, and I think that's that shared by your listeners, that country football is a special, has a special contribution to the health and mental health of people in this state. And he wanted us to help evaluate that using some of the you know research skills we've got here at UWA. So that's where it all started. Tom, just looking um, to you quickly, um, just reflecting, what was that year like last year? And I suppose did these re- um, um, survey results sort of reveal what you probably suspected? Yeah, that's the best way of, of sort of putting it. We always thought that footy was a fantastic connector of community and a social hub and and the results on the back of UWA Young Life Matters sort of research and sort of science behind it um, just sort of proved that point. And I think that we had 508 respondents in total and, and that was kind of like it was the season had already finished and we really wrapped. We're only two weeks into it and I think we're at 502 already, so it's a better time of the year to be doing it. So um, that's, you know, jumped ahead in leaps and bounds. But, yeah, it was an extremely tough year 
last year for everyone, but um, you know there was quite a few um, suicides in our in our country community. You know, it's impossible to directly link link, link that to say because there was no footy, but um, yeah, horrible year. We, we're just looking really looking forward to taking the next step with you know the results of year one, me- measuring them against year two, and then designing programs, I guess, around um, us getting out in the community and, and leaving welfare champions out there, not fly in, fly out. But um, yeah, there's a lot of work to do. Sean, what did it, what did it tell you? What, what was the, some of the key findings um, from the research? Yeah, the key findings which were published in that um, Get Around Me report, I'm showing it on the screen now, but I, yeah. I realise this is a podcast. So no, that's a great document. But um, the, look, the key findings were, were really impressive, actually. It showed us uh, that those teams that weren't able to, those places that weren't able to field a team last year had significantly higher rates, clinically, you know, statistically significantly higher rates of depressive symptoms from our questionnaire, of anxiety symptoms as well. Um, we also, in particular, we noted, uh, obviously, their, their physical health suffered from not being able to play football as well. Um, but there are other, there are some other really key findings that got us interested, interested such as uh, the Indigenous people uh, who identified as Indigenous in, in their questionnaires actually seemed to get something even more special from country footy. Those Indigenous players that weren't able to play had, had results uh, in terms of the anxiety and depression, that would have put them into the clinical range, the sort of the sort of levels of anxiety and depression we'd see in people who have to go to hospital. Um, and those Indigenous players that were able to play footy were just the same as everyone else, went back to the normal levels of um, low levels of anxiety and depression. So uh, these are key areas that we want to explore in the survey that we've, as, as Tom was mentioning, have just uh, launched uh, in 2021. I suppose what was your reaction from both of you from from these findings? What about you, Tom? Well, as I said, it was, it was sort of what we were thinking, but it was just remarkable that to identify exactly the you know the, the leagues that had football played, or you know, and that's just not the players either. That's um, could be you know spectators or the guy that straps the ankles. It's a it's a connector point and a and a social hub, and um, so not whilst not totally surprising. Um, well, actually, I'm actually looking forward to seeing if we can extrapolate the ten leagues that. That actually that didn't play this year, but are back in action this year, and just see how, how much improvement there was in in their scores, I guess. Yeah, and, and when we look at it, yeah, I suppose when we look out in the in the real rural areas of, of Western Australia, where the where the country footy club is the is the social hub of the town, and and we always talk about not having a country football club is detrimental to a town. Is is this was this a common example? I'll, I'll go with that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, and the thing that we the, the difficult thing is we can't go and drop an extra thousand people in a, in a in a town to make sure there's footy up and running. But what we can do is is make sure that there's where where we can have football that there's programs provided. Um, as we said, that'll fall out of this you know this whole report is some some real good community development programs. And the real pleasing thing is the Country Footy League's new strategy, which we launched at the start of the year, has a real community development feel. It's not just win footy, get to country week. It's actually the whole philosophy of football in general, but certainly country footy's changed on the back of this report. So it is, you know, it's really, it's a huge game changer for us. So where are we going now? We've had the um, initial research. Um, what, what, are the, what are the next steps in place at the moment? Yeah, I'll take that one. Thanks, um, Tim. Yeah. So in, look, in response to in response to us publishing these findings, um, 
um, one of the other groups uh, outside the locker room uh, who had um, been doing some of this sort of work in terms of um, community-based uh, mental health and uh, drug and alcohol uh, skills administered at the, um, you know, literally outside the locker room over east, over east uh, started by Jake Edwards some years back. I saw our report and it resonated strongly with them. As I mentioned earlier, we're, you know, the Young Lives Matter Foundation is looking at novel ways of trying to improve things. We're not interested in, you know, detecting more cases and sending people to hospital or, or that sort of thing. We're, we're interested in um, uh, building on some of our findings from our research a couple of years ago, which is there's something really important about resiliency in communities that keeps people well. And we saw this as opportunity to work with an, another partner, the outside the locker room team, who are, um, have got some track record and are really interested in partnering with us in terms of delivering some um, skills actually at, uh, in the country towns uh, so that people don't need to go to hospital, that's, that's so that people uh, maximise the, uh, the benefits they have from the mateship and the, and the community cohesion, which we know, is, as you mentioned earlier, is so particularly um, prominent in, in rural towns in Australia. So that's our next stage. We've got a three-way three partnership between the WA Country Football League and UWA and outside the locker room just signed this year to, to make that happen. Yeah, sorry, Tom. Sorry, so the, the play, um, sorry, the welfare champions outside the locker room talk about that sort of, Sean, I think you'd agree that's the next stage so that we have people in the towns that are someone to talk to and then they can deliver education rather than us trying to fly in and every you know couple of months. I think that's the key next step. So it's building that capacity really within the regions? Yeah, absolutely. And look, um, I mentioned some of the research we've done, but done before we looked at a Perth population a couple of years ago, the uh, UWA Young Lives Matter team, we looked at all the predictors of people who were in hospital who were getting um, seriously suicidal. And the strongest predictor that came out of that was people feeling that they weren't connected to their community of origin. It was more stronger than them saying that they felt depressed. So, um, you know, we know this is an issue that we can address in a way that maybe it would uh, take the edge off some of these, you know, horrendous suicide rates that we see in particularly in country, the WA and country Australia, uh, in a way that may be long-lasting and build up those long-term uh, resiliency in those communities. Can we talk a bit more uh, potentially about what are some, some of the other recommendations? If, if I'm a country footballer um, and I see this uh, survey, which I'm employed to recent, um, fill out in, as the follow-up, what, what does this mean for me in, the, in, in my country town, um, all this happening in the background and the work, and the work in this collaboration? Well, a couple of things there. I mean, the first thing is, uh, as um, you know, Tom mentioned earlier, the survey has just gone live a couple of weeks back and whilst we've had a really good response so far, if any of your listeners haven't come across it yet, please, um, you know, please feel free to uh, contribute on the survey. The Probably the easiest link is just from the WA Country Football League web, website where it's pretty much at the top of the page there. Yeah, we can chuck this in the show notes uh, for the survey in the show notes okay, for notes. participants. And, and one of the points there is we're, you know, we're experts, you know, mental health and uh, myself, but we're, we're not, I'm not an expert in, in what what makes rural towns tick and what, what actually is the, the key component of this that keeps people well. So as well as there's questionnaires with rating depression and anxiety and those sort of things and your habits, there's a lot of space in there for, for your feedback from your listeners. We want to know um, what's working for, for them and what doesn't work. And we are analysing all that sort of data and, and looking through that with some modern techniques to try to uh, pick it apart uh, and work out, um, you know, what, what are the key components. And, and from that, and in addition with the outside the locker room team, um, we are looking at sort of... Um, seeing what works in their contributions when they, uh, of course, they can't uh, start with every single country town this year in 2021. 
but they're, they're looking at people to put their hand up to say, look, we'd like you guys to come down and maybe have a chat to see how we could work together. Uh, and we're looking at uh, what the communities find useful from their intervention, which has been going on nationally for some time now. So, I mean, they're the first two steps I'm thinking. I'm not sure. Tom, do you have any other thoughts? Well, I think the, the extension is our uh, partnership with Healthway, which we're just, oh, yes. just completing our first three years. And, and part of the submission for the next three-year partnership is a, um, you know, a human resource in, in sort of it's a mental health specialist because we are um, essentially we're, we're football and we're not specialists in that area and, and nor should we try to be. So that's one of the, the asks will be that we, we have enough uh, human resource and country footy on behalf of the whole footy industry will drive an online portal which has sort of mental health, drug and alcohol type training. So they're the couple of big extensions that we're hoping that we can we can partner Healthway with. Of course, Healthway, a good supporter of uh, of this podcast through the Think Mental Health uh, messaging. So, um, of course, very relevant to our, our audience, obviously talking about this topic um, yeah. today. Um, so, t- Tom, just maybe just moving back to slightly to last year, um, what were some of the conversations and concerns from some of the football clubs who, oh, sorry, football leagues that didn't go ahead and and those that did? What were some of the common trends you were you were hearing from these communities in a, in a really uncertain time? Well, exactly. The, the ten leagues didn't go ahead. It was because of the uncertainty. Because they, we, no one was really clear on whether you could have crowds. If they were, if they could have crowds, then they could play. Some rolled the dice and played and got away with the season. Fifteen of them, but it was really, um, it was really down to that uncertainty of, of is it is it going to be financially viable for us to play? And um, that was weighed up against the the other side, which was a survey, you know, results in that we. It's probably better to have not put finances first, um, as crazy as that sounds, yeah. and make sure we have a connection to footy. But that was the main reason for the ten leagues not playing was because of a financial burden of not being having having a revenue source or revenue opportunities, I guess. And the other thing, Sean, I suppose, yeah, was yeah the the health of health of participants was yeah deteriorating deteriorating as a result. Yeah, both. I mean, clearly the physical health and the, and the mental health, we could see, you know, with relatively small numbers, um, we'd hope to see this, but we, I think I was quite surprised just to see how strong it was that both the physical health and the mental health was substantially um, worse in those areas that didn't have the, the, the country footy. Well, um, have, you got, have you got some of the statistics there to suppose, show the... Oh, I've got graphs and data and those sort of things. Oh, you've got plenty of that, no I've doubt. Got, I've got yeah. plenty of those <laughs> and I can share them on the screen. But look, um, I think... I think the key, one of the key things there was, you know, the, the levels were um, the, the changes between teams that did play and those that didn't take play, and according to our key out, key measures, which were the anxiety and depression, were the sort of things that I'd expect to, as a clinician see as, as a difference when someone's getting better or worse on, on, on the wards. They weren't just statistical. They were clinically relevant, with the exception of the Indigenous players being really substantially improved uh you know, more than i actually expect as the case and i know helen milroy as um you know afl's first indigenous commissioner who sits on our board is really keen to take that this data nationally to help inform uh what happens uh, you know over in the afl yeah so um how many of, uh, so of course the follow-up survey is the community health check survey of course which is now open which we just talked about um there's what what is there, Tom, in the state? There's is there at least at least ten thousand to twelve thousand players potentially. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. So we with I said five hundred and eight last year because the partnership started a little bit late, so the season had finished. Mm. But you would hope I don't think there's any way in any survey you would never get you know anywhere near fifty percent. But it'd be nice to 
you know, make sure we're up around 2,000. So as, as Sean said, we just implore any, any of the, the clubs and, and people in the footy community listening to get on and fill the, the survey out because it does help us with what we're trying to do. But, yeah, as I said, we, we are already at last year's figure after two weeks. So we would, we would hope we, we can get, you know, everyone to sort of charge home in the next two weeks and get us around 1,500. Okay, so it closes at the end of August pretty much? Yes, at this stage, yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose just... Um, slowly wrapping up I was, I was saying before we started that one of the interesting thing about things about podcasts is they're always tough to start and they're always t- um, tough to win but I suppose what do we um, what do we want to see I suppose in the in the future of of regional communities if we're, if we're looking um, bigger picture here Sean and Tom yeah I'll go first if you like Tom because yeah. I've got a few, a few ideas I mean I'd love to see uh, that we actually develop over time some you know community mental health champions and people who have been trained up through their um, as a result of it, you know, our identification of this need and getting some funding to get outside the locker room, etc., um, providing um, some local skills, so that when you know Jim or Jane, you know, uh, you know, don't rock up for two footy training sessions in a row, that we, uh, or for example, that then uh, someone who's the champion will check in on them, see what's going on, and be able to um, avoid some of the problems that cascade that we see in rural towns in particular to, to people feeling isolated and, and, and having no support and then, you know, ultimately in the worst-case scenario taking their own lives. I'd love to see that, you know, all the country towns in WA um, eventually will have some sort of community medal of champions so they don't need to travel hundreds of miles to go to, to go to a, you know, a big city to, um, you know, to, to get seen that they can deal with most of these problems in the bud at home. Yeah, the only thing I'd add to that is what well, it has improved a little bit over the last couple of years, but is in what is a very blokey culture of country footy, um, uh, a bit, little bit less of the blokey and more about talk, guys talking about their problems. Yeah. So There's been a bit of a shift, um, but just for any, again, any of the guys out there, just talk about your issues. I think that's a key. Of course, you're doing that. Um, I think it's been going for a couple of years now, Tom. The, just the, the Think Mental Health barbecues, for example, just a simple thing of yeah. of getting everyone together and having a chat. Yeah, yeah there was a, a simple example. That was a regional league. Um, we did a roadshow early this year and um, one of our staff members went along and it was a guy that was a, the biggest blokey bloke you'd ever see and on the back of the barbecue and everyone being encouraged to look, let's chat about why we're doing this barbecue it's uh, the toughest, hardest bloke you'd ever imagine sort of got up in front of the, the rest of the club and started talking about issues and ended up crying. And 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 that kind of connected everyone straight away. And it was um, the most unexpected person you would, you would, you know, hope or think you would hear it from. And I guess people, we need to do more of that and people be comfortable doing it as, as this guy was. Yeah, he was, he was obviously comfortable pretty, he was obviously comfortable putting himself out there and, and being vulnerable, no doubt. Yep, yep. So that's the that's the um, I suppose yeah the um, what do you call it utopia or where we want to get to potentially um, in the long run where everyone from on the back of this research and, and breaking down that stigma that we're talking about um, and I suppose changing changing the culture where we actually can really have some positive changes that'd be the end goal then wouldn't it yeah and then branching out to other well, obviously we're aware that other sports people do as well but um, I'd like to you know see that um, we we make make the most of what we learn from here so other other sports can also take some of this on board down the track as well 
Yeah, perfect. Um, yep, great research, follow-up research, of course, imploring all country footballers to get onto the Country Football Community Health Check Survey. Uh, go to the WA Country Football League website to fill that out, and hopefully we get a really, really great sample size there to work with in the future. Sean, Tom, I can't thank you enough for your time um, today to jump on the Bush Footy Legends podcast. Um, hopefully you're not uncomfortable with that title, but uh, the work we, the work uh, you guys are doing to help uh, drive a cultural shift is, is very important in country footy, so thanks very much for your time. My pleasure, Tim. Thanks for listening to Bush Footy Legends. If you like the show, make sure you like, follow and share with your mates. Here at Bush Footy Legends, we're big on creating environments that support social inclusion and connectedness. Get in touch with us through our Instagram page at WA Country Football or through our Facebook page at WACFL. Oh.